Uh, hey everybody, it's Grace. I just wanted to give a, a quick heads up for a couple things in the show. Uh, first of all, starting about uh, 35, 40 minutes in, um, there's some technical difficulties to set up. I think the podcast is still pretty listenable, um, but some of the audio kind of skips. It can be kind of hard to hear like exactly what word um, we just said. Um, so just be patient with that. It's uh, kind of inconsistent. Um, I think most of the podcast is pretty normal, um, but it shows up every once in a while. I will try and make sure that it doesn't happen again in the next podcast, but uh, I don't know how to fix it, and I don't know why it happened. So uh, I'm not sure how much power I have over that. If any of you have any ideas, uh, feel free to email us. Um, the second thing is that there's a little confusion about what movie exactly we are watching uh, next time. The movie is Castle in the Sky, um, so we'll be watching that for next time. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Anyway, without further ado, uh, here's the episode. Okay, hello. I'm Grace. And I'm Emma. And, uh, welcome to, uh, I literally almost just said friends at the table. (laughs) 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 An actual play podcast focused on critical world building. Um, uh, smart characterization and fun interaction between friends. There you go. <laughs> Shoutouts to friends at the table. <laughs> um, welcome to Seasons, a year of movies. Um, today we're talking about the second Miyazaki direct film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, mm-hmm. uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, based on the manga of the same title that he also wrote and drew. Wait, what? I didn't know this. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Yeah. This is like roughly covers like the first two volumes of the six volume manga. Wow. It's different. The plot is a little different. But, uh-huh. But yeah. That's really interesting. I honestly had no idea. I knew there was. Yep. No, it's his manga. It's his thing. Well, also it's, it's wild because he kept uh, working on it like while he was working at Ghibli. Mm-hmm. And so I think like the third volume came out like... In the night, like the final volume came out like in the nineties, right when he already wow. directed like you know a bunch of films for Ghibli. That's stuff, crazy. So good for him. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, spoiler. I really like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what Emma thinks about it. She hasn't really said anything. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever seen it. Um. And also, I was just kind of having a hard time when we were watching That's it. That's true, yeah. Not, like, because it, that wasn't the movie's fault. Um, and stuff. And so we did, like, we watched it in two sittings, like, almost a week apart. <laughs> so if I don't remember stuff... Uh... That's why. But yeah, no, I think I I liked it. I feel like I didn't super connect to it very yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of funny because I was like, like, I mean, sort of thinking of knowing what was coming. So I've seen this movie before. I would be like crying, yeah. you know, yeah. and then Emma would be like, what, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, just you'll see. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, Grace is getting like super emotional the whole movie and it was so like precious and lovely. Um and I was I was along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, uh let's maybe start to our recap mm-hmm. and then we can talk about our little likes and yikes. Oh yeah. Give me time to think about my yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so basically this movie is is a post apocalyptic um future thing. Where, uh, you know, sometime in the past, there were the seven, referred to as the seven days of fire, um, Mm -hmm. which these, like, giant humanoid super weapons were unleashed and kind of just wrecked everything. 
And so now um, there's kind of two general areas of life. There's like habitable human areas. Um, and there's also the Sea of Decay, which is like this big, like rainforest or jungle um, where all these insects live and the air there is toxic to humans. Mm -hmm. um, so they can't, you know, they have like masks and stuff that they can wear to go in there and they like get resources and, and things from out there, but they can't live there. Right. And so the whole world is kind of in this precarious balance between this extraordinarily hostile natural environment and um, sort of the human things that are sort of trying to rebuild the industrialized world. Yes, but it's difficult because not only does the sea of decay exist, but it's also constantly spreading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And encroaching. Yeah. So the, the opening scene is um, so Lord Yupa who's sort of a mentor and friend to the title character, to Nausicaa. Total boss. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> um, and he, uh, he's going to, you know, like this village that he used to visit, and it's just been swarmed over, and, you know, there's all these spores there now and stuff, right? Um, but basically, the, the movie, so after that, we sort of get this exposition that I just explained, and then we open on Nausicaa, and is this princess of kind of a small kingdom, that's between several different kingdoms and right on the edge of the Sea of Decay. Um, and she's just going out to explore in, in the Sea of Decay, as she does. She's a strong, independent woman. Mm -hmm. um, so she goes out into the wilderness. Um, and while she's there, she sort of uh, hears this big noise, and she goes to investigate, and it's um, Lord Yupa, who, you know, has not been established yet, but they have a relationship, mm -hmm. and um, is being chased by this giant insect Yes. known as an ohm which is like, kind of like a it's kind of kind of hard to describe all the insects in this are weird right yeah. they're they're like familiar they're right yeah they're super cool so the it's an ohm and it's like kind of a big caterpillar like thing but like very hard shell yeah, it's like an armored yeah mm -hmm. it's kind of it's like an armadillo yeah kind of like the, it has like these plates mm -hmm. right and it's got tons of eyes sort of in the front that glow red when it's angry or glow blue when it's which is some of the some of the most striking visuals in, yeah. in the movie, I think, um, evolves that. And um, anyway, so it's chasing Lord Yupa, and she basically, you know, kind of uses like flash uh, grenades and like um, and this wind chime to like get it to calm down. And then so so like you so immediately there's this establishment right that like Nausicaa is like not interested in sort of violently handling these kinds of problems mm -hmm. that she wants to sort of coexist, right? Um, and it turns out Lord Yupa had rescued a little uh, bat squirrel or whatever. Oh, a <laughs> whatever. fox squirrel. A fox squirrel. There you go. Oh um, what's, what's the name of the fox squirrel again? Tito. Tito. Um, anyway, and um, and that was, you know, it, it uh, he had to, I think it was like under attack or something, and he had to fire his gun to mm -hmm. save it. And so. And that upset the elm. Upset the elm, yeah. And so, anyway, so Lord Yupa and um, Nausicaa head back. Lord Yupa kind of, uh, you know, doesn't, is a traveler doesn't really live in the valley of the wind um but does is there frequently and everybody knows him and you know yeah um and so he comes back and everyone, everyone greets him and, and nausicaa goes back to her father who's like is dying mm -hmm. kind of implied because they live so close to the sea of decay mm -hmm. eventually like, people sort of, sort of start to the paralyze just yeah like, overwhelm mm -hmm. them and um anyway and then there's um and there's also this sage lady there Obaba. Obaba, who I who I also love. Yes. Um, and she basically like gives Yupa a hard time because he's like looking for this like man dressed in blue, who will walk on golden fields and like bring about the, the future day of peace. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Um, and he's like, yeah, I know where you're traveling. Like, you're trying to find peace. And the thing is, like, it's also established that, like, Yupa's, like, a really powerful warrior, right? Mm-hmm. That he's, like, um, you know, very skilled in combat. And, like, he's trained with Nausicaa and stuff. Um, and so in the middle of the night, while they're staying there, uh, this this flaming airship appears out of the sky. Um, it's under attack by insects and crashes into the valley. Um, and Nausicaa's, like, sort of trying to rescue it and help it out. Um, she finds this princess there who's, um, you know, super wounded, is, like, going to die, mm-hmm. and her last wishes are basically for everything to be burned that's in the ship. Yeah, well, because she, like, it's clear she's, like, being held captive on the ship. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah, keep going. Oh. Was that, was that the only thing? <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's clear she's being held captive on the ship, um, and there's sort of, there's not really any survivors, right? No. Yeah, so they, they bury everyone. The giant warrior. Right. Well, so then there's this big mass, just like this big fleshen thing inside, mm-hmm. and it's like beating like a heart. Um, right? So spooky. Yeah, it's very <laughs> creepy. Um I love yeah, we'll get into this, but I love sort of the the personification like nuclear weapons. It's like basically what these are, right? These are yeah. just like big nukes, but they're just like humans. And they like beat yeah. have heartbeats and like bodies and stuff like yeah. i think that's like super resonant and cool imagery and they need time to to rest and right heal. yeah and like and grow right yeah. they have like this anyway i mean yeah it's very like that's what you also like what mechs are right in mm-hmm. in like sort of you know they're basically like hey like nukes <laughs> they're bad <laughs> you know um at least that's like that's what yeah like metal yeah. gear like that's you know it, it's basically a stand-in for kind of like you know more practical weaponry, yeah. right? But it becomes symbolic in this way because it's, you know, we a body. made them look like anything. We made them look like us. Yeah, this truly is the Friends of the Table episode, baby. <laughs> Everyone listen to Counterweight. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay, so then, after this, the Valley of the Wind is invaded. Um, and we learned that, uh, so basically, Tol- Tolmechia, is it? I think so. Yeah, because I think it's only... I don't know if they ever say, like, the proper noun, but it's always Tolmechian. Yeah. Right? The um, people. The people. Um, I have been at war with Pejite, this sort of neighboring nation. Mm-hmm. The prince, the girl who Nausicaa found uh, and who died was the Pejite princess. Mm-hmm. And they were carrying the, like, an ancient, one of these ancient warriors from the Seven Days of Fire. Mm-hmm. Like, in the ship. Um, and basically, so the um, the two main people of... Uh, Tomekia, it's uh, another princess whose name I've forgotten. Me Uma. Too. Uma Thurman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's Uma Thurman in the dub. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember her name. Yeah. Anyway, and there's also her sort of henchman. Yeah. Her skeevy guy. Actually, really, I like their relationship a lot. I think yeah. it's very funny. Um, and anyway, basically they, they're like, okay, like, well, we can't transport the the monster mm-hmm. um and so they decide to leave it in the valley okay and also sort of before this there's this scene where like they're sort of invading everything and nausicaa rushes to go rescue her father and she finds her father dead at the hands of a bunch of um Tumakian soldiers mm-hmm. and you know he was like in bed defenseless right like yeah. i mean he's like hold, he's like holding a sword <laughs> but he can't right move. but he's like he can barely move right like you know and so nausicaa so like flips out right yeah. and she like tears them it's just really i mean yeah this thing is the the action this is so kinetic yeah too oh it is good and um she just like tears these guys apart mm-hmm. and lord yupa sort of interrupts and is like hey you you know you don't want this right like let them 
like surrender right Mm -hmm. and she sort of like the people trust her a lot so she sort of calms everyone down and like talks them down from like you know building active resistance right and giving you know give talks them to giving them all their weapons and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah anything you want to add there um like yeah it's the it's like literally the only time that nausicaa is like at all violent yeah although i think it's I think it is a moment that's supposed to sort of shadow the rest of what's happening mm-hmm. um, and how she sort of approaches situations from then on, yeah. right? That she, like, sees this capacity yeah. in herself with this kind of violence, mm-hmm. right? And it is, and I, I, yeah, we'll, anyway, we'll get into this as we talk about it, but I think it's, I think this, this um, it's very easy, and I don't think it's necessarily wrong to read Nausicaa as a story just about um, nonviolence, right? Um, but it is, I think, more complicated than that. Um, which, sorry, we just looked up at IMDb trying to find the name of this character, and nothing is looking familiar. It's Kushana. Kushana. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have remembered that. She's so hot. She's very hot. She's so bad and so hot. She's very hot, and she's like, this is one of the things, um, that I really, really like about Mizaki's work in general, mm-hmm. and I think that comes off in this one as well, um, is how he, I think he has this ability to condemn systems as evil, but not yeah. not people. Yeah. Um, and maybe in a way that actually is like more complex in real life is in some ways. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't think, like, I don't know, I guess it's easy to be like, yeah, like, you know, all those Nazis, they were real bad, but like, more temporary example, it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, like, Brett Kavanaugh, like, what a complicated <laughs> human being, <laughs> you know? And, like, people are complicated, right? But I think, and, like, I'm sure he is too, but, like, sort of the ways in which he is bad and complicit in, like, systems of oppression is, like, very easy to track mm-hmm. and not at all complex, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, but I still think there's a lot of richness in and truth in, in oh, yeah. how this movie does. Anyway, so um, Nausicaa and, like, five other dudes from the Valley of the Wind mm-hmm. are taken as hostage, Yes. Um, and they're going to, you know, they're flying to Tomekia in these big old ships. Mm-hmm. Um, but while they're flying there, this dude, Asbel. Yes. Shia LaBeouf. Sweet boy. <laughs> well, we keep saying the names, but we did not watch we the dub. We did not watch the dub. I just remember, I always remember that it's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, that's Shia. There he is. There he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, shows up and basically, like, attacks yeah, the... Yeah, because they're from Pejite. Um, so these, yeah, these fighters, like, attack. Oh, okay, I think they say Pejite in the, oh. in the English dub, which is why I'm saying Pejite. Oh. Uh, Pejite is probably the, no. yeah. Um, and so, and so, yeah, they're, they're attacking the Tolmekians. Right. Um, and I'm trying to remember what happens. Well, so basically, um, the, the, the whole, like, movie. three ships just, like, burn. Basically, yeah. there's a four ships total. A bunch of them just burn. Yeah. Um, and eventually, like, sort of the gunship, like a sort of smaller, more mobile ship, gets Asbel's ship. Mm-hmm. In the process, so they've also the uh, the Valley of the Wind had like a, a ancient gunship. Yeah. Um, and they like were taking it with them, and so in the process, Nausicaa and her buds mm-hmm. like escape in this gunship. Um, and Kushana shows up. Yeah. And she's like. She's like pulling out her gun. She's like, "You gotta let me on the gunship." And Nausicaa's just like, "Come in," right? Yeah. Which I love. This moment where she's like very, Kushana's like very clearly disarmed, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, "Uh, like I, okay." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, and so she there's sort of a scene where she she rescues some of her friends who were on this sort of barge that was attached mm-hmm. and that doesn't have an engine of its own. Right. Um, but they're down in sort of the... They're in the Sea of Decay. They're in the Sea of Decay. Um, and then Kushana being the being the bad bitch she is. Yes, <laughs> as yeah. soon as as soon as they land, she's like, mm, like I'm in charge. Yeah, you yeah. think like I'm gonna be grateful for you saving me? Like, nah, I'm in charge. Right. <laughs> um, but and she like you know pulls out her gun. And I think, like, does she start shooting? She shoots. Yeah. I don't know if she... She doesn't wound anyone. Yeah, but, like, the um, sound angers, like, the insects. Yeah, and so these ohm, like, oh, it's yeah. so good. These ohm, like, rise up out of the water. They're on this lake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Nausicaa, like, calms them down, right? And mm-hmm. then she has this vision of her childhood mm-hmm. in which she is, like, has a little tiny pet baby ohm. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, because the ohm are, like huge they're giant they're like, like building sized yeah, yeah. um and but they they start out very small like yes. like a little dog smaller right? than a human child yes yeah and so she's like trying to protect it and her father comes and like takes it away mm-hmm. right um and also it's like in it's, it's i think it's really cool how you don't really know like if this is a real memory or not because it's very abstracted yeah right and there's sort of like these golden fields and everything looks kind of sketchy there's this wonderful part where she's standing in front of the tree where she's hiding the ohm and all these like hands are like reaching out mm-hmm. trying to like get it right um anyway so she has sort of this vision of of this moment and then she kind of comes to and the ohm sort of like leave her and then she hears gunshots off in the distance and sees mm-hmm. the insects flying and um she's like i gotta go rescue that person mm-hmm. right and she kind of knows that it's like this guy who attacked the airships right mm-hmm. and she's like if i don't come back in an hour fly back to the valley mm-hmm. right um, so she goes to rescue him, um, they get knocked, um, and she, like, successfully rescues him, but they get knocked into sort of this big old quicksand pit mm-hmm. at the bottom of the Sea of Decay and slip into it. Um, and she awakes, and she's, like, not wearing her mask, mm-hmm. and there's, like, just this huge, like, salt cavern, yeah. basically, it's or beautiful. sand cavern. Um, and she figures out that the purpose of the Sea of Decay, so, oh, also, there's something we, we missed <laughs> earlier. She'd been growing, before she left to go to Tolmechia, mm-hmm. she'd been growing this garden of plants from the Sea of Decay using sort of soil from the valley and water from underneath the earth, right? Yeah. And she basically figured out that the reason the plants are toxic to humans is because of the polluted earth, mm-hmm. not because of the plants. Like, the plants themselves, like, are fine, right? Yeah. It is, like, and so, you know, she's sort of, like, we've destroyed the world right and like the world's hostile to us but only because we have made it this way yeah right um so then inside the sea of decay right in like the depths of it they figure out that um the plants are sure trying their darndest to uh like cleanse the toxins from the earth right exactly Um, so it like goes into the trees which like makes them toxic but then they're able to filter some of it out Right, like and it's through sort of... their roots, um, and that's it, it falls beneath, and that's what this cavern is. It's like purified sand. Right. Um, it's come that's worked its way through the trees. Yeah. So Asbel and Nausicaa sort of spend the night there. They become friends. Asbel sort of apologizes for his violence earlier, and yeah. Nausicaa apologizes for not being able to rescue his sister, who's yes. the the, um, the Bajita princess. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, and Asbel's like, we should go to 
Is it? How are you pronouncing it? Pedgite. We should go to Pedgite. We should go to that that place, the P place, not the His T place. place. Yeah, and and see what's up, right? Because I, you know, I have friends there, and they'll help us out, and and we can maybe you know drive the Tomeki out of the valley, and like Nausicaa's like a little skeptical, but she's like you know trying to figure things out, and like also doesn't want the the giant warrior to be used, right? Yeah. Um, so they go to um, Pejite or Pejite, and uh, it's been completely destroyed mm-hmm. by insects. Um, the the capital city is just completely wasted. Yeah. Um, but also the insects have been completely wasted. Right. Well, so also something that's sort of established earlier is that um, people who have tried to destroy the Sea of Decay um, have always failed because basically, like, the insects and the ohm especially, like, stampede out of it. Mm-hmm. And just like destroy everything, and then die, leaving behind spores which further grow the seed decay. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's sort of these like there are kingdoms that like used to exist like a hundred years ago that tried to just burn down the seed decay, and ended up just destroying themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, but uh, Asbel's friends show up, and basically they they drove the Tolmecians out by like baiting insects into the city mm-hmm. um, and they plan to do the same in the valley of the wind to destroy tolmechians and then like get back the giant warrior mm-hmm. right um and nausicaa's of course uh, upset by this idea mm-hmm. <laughs> right um this you know that involved the destruction of her people um and asbel like sort of tries to defend her and like get her away safely so she can warn uh, the wind but they both are captured um Anyway, and so, and they're, you know, they're flying away in this big old airship, but Asbel talked to sort of uh, these friends of his, mm-hmm. these these women yeah. um, in the ship who, tr- one of them trades places with Nausicaa. They switch clothes mm-hmm. and so she can sort of get out. Um, and while, okay, yeah, and meanwhile in the Valley of the Wind, um, you know, everyone gets back and they talk to Lord Yupa about the situation in the valley um, which has gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's found out that there were spores in that were left by the ship that yes. burned down, and partially because the Tomekians came yes. and like took all the weapons and stuff, mm-hmm. they weren't properly able to like yeah contain everything. Before they showed up, they were working on clearing the area of all the spores. Right, um, and so they have to like burn down their whole forest, um, and so tensions between the Tomekians and um, the people of the Valley of the Wind are on the rise. Um, and so the sort of group of men decides to leave behind and Lord Yupa and um, kind of another mentor of Nausicaa's has got a big eye patch. Mito. Mito, who's great also, very gruff guy, um, decide to go and try and find her, right? Mm-hmm. They believe she's still alive. Um, anyway, um, is there anything else in the Valley of the Wind that happens that we should talk about? Um, uh, the, I don't know. There's like some light shenanigans. Yeah, Kushana, uh, the... the the friend of Kushana thinks he's dead. Yeah, she's she's dead, and so he's like, oh, I'll you know, he's raising like, the ranks. It's yeah. my time to shine. Yeah. Um, and stuff, and she, cause yeah, she is back, but she's like been captured. Right, and she does escape and kind of come yeah. back to him, and then take things over again. Yeah. Right, and then he's like, oh my, my time is up. Yeah, but she's like, also she's Shrugged. so hot. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, um, I don't know the word, my vocabulary, struggling. But yeah, he's just like, oh, well, shrug. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, and so uh, Lord Yupa, so the, the Tolmecian, Tolmecian ship finds and attacks the 
Pegite ship mm-hmm. that Nausicaa is on. Mm-hmm. And then um, sort of is taking everything over, and they're basically, like, killing everyone as they're moving through the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nausicaa's, like, freaking out and, like, really worried about it, right? Um, but Aspel is like, you need to leave. Like, yeah. you need to warn the people of the Valley of the Wind. So he pushes like, her, yeah, out with, her out with his, with her, like, glider that she's had this entire time. Yes. <laughs> she used to travel around. Um, and so she starts to head back to the Valley of the Wind and runs into Yupa and Mito in the gunship. Yupa returns, um, basically to the, <laughs> to the Tolmekian ship and like basically single-handedly retakes it from the Tolmekians and sort it's of, incredible. it's great. Yeah. Um, and then meanwhile, like Nausicaa and Mito are headed off with the gunship and the glider to make it back to the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, in the valley, things have gotten worse. Basically there's been this standoff between, uh, the citizens of the valley and the army, Tolmekian army. That's um, the sort of this, you know, fight scene where they're, they're fighting each other. And eventually the Tomekians drive the people of the valley to, um, to this, like, ship that's on the edge of this big old acid lake. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, this big desert. And across the desert is the Sea of Decay. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that happens there that we need to cover? I don't think so. I don't so. think so either. Um, okay. And so then, um, as Nausicaa... And Mito returning, they find a huge group of stampeding ohm. Mm-hmm. And in the front of it, they find a very small Pegite ship that's attached to it, a infant ohm that is just like bleeding. And yeah. like, you know, it has like. That they've like pierced. And... Yeah, they've like nailed it. And then that's how they're carrying it, right? Is yeah. like, so basically just like, you know, causing incredible pain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, you know, baiting the ohm to go and destroy the valley. And so. Um, I'm gonna try and make this as quick as possible because this has been a long <laughs> recap. Um, basically, like Nausicaa gets sort of befriends this little pet ohm. Well, yeah, they like shoot down somehow. Like the ship gets the little the ship gets down. Ship oh yeah, well there's, there's this moment we should talk about this moment. Though. Yeah. So basically, what happens is like you know she gets in the glider and is like, going and is like trying to like be like hey talk I just want to them. talk to you yeah. and they're like firing at her right mm-hmm. and so. Um, Oh, and also she's wearing this this dress from Pegite, right? Yeah. Um, so it's this red dress. And she basically, like, stands up on the glider and puts her hands out. And the gunner is like, oh, it's, you know, Aster, like, I don't remember. It, Lasta. Lasta, right? The, the name of the Pegite princess, right? And, like, refuses to shoot. And so she, like, slams into them and they fall to Well, the they ground. do shoot They do, her. yeah, but, oh, that's right. They, yeah. yeah. They yeah, because the, the like, younger boy is like, that's Lasto, I can't shoot her. Right, and, and the, the older, older guy's guy like, yeah, shoot her. <laughs> yeah, so, so he she, takes the guns. She, yeah. yeah, so she gets shot. Yeah, but not like, fatally. like, holds her position and then, like, crashes into the ship. Yeah, and so they crash to the ground, and she sort of befriends the um, ohm, and in the process, the blood of the ohm, like, stains her dress blue. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so she um, basically gets the the people to like take her and the own to the front of the stampede. Mm-hmm. Um, so while this is happening, the, the Tomekians and, and the Valley people sort of made a truce because they know the Ohm are coming and just going to destroy them all. And um, they go get the warrior to go and like, oh, fight the Ohm. Yeah. Kushana. Right. Does. Kushana does. Yeah. But the thing is the warrior has been like growing. It's not ready mm-hmm. to be let out into the wild, so to speak. And so it is just like, falling apart and like oozing and like you know yeah 
this it's just this big rotting body right and it sets off this huge blast and like kills a ton of ohm mm-hmm. but it's just not enough there's so many yeah um and it just like kind of shuts down before it's really able to do anything um and so basically like everyone's like resigned themselves to death yeah. right and then nausicaa lands in the front with her ohm and at first the ohm like stampede mm-hmm. over them right and they like crash and you know sort of crash into the ship on the edge of the lake and and stuff but all of a sudden they stop and there's this really great image where all the red eyes like turn blue mm-hmm. and nausicaa is like you know like limp right in the yeah. middle of the thing and like oh like she died she sacrificed herself to save us all um but the ohm they have these like when she had the dream earlier they like showed these like weird little tentacle things that mm-hmm. can pop out they're like golden and they sort of have some sort of healing or commutative property yeah as opposed to like the black claws that are usually yeah that are just like nobody can see what you're doing i'm putting my hands in front of my face and <laughs> and like you know making movements with my fingers um yeah but also i'm using my i'm using sound i'm bar, 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 bar. that's the own sound it's science Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, so the golden tentacles come yeah, out. come out and like heal her, mm-hmm. right? And she sort of gets risen up by the ohm, and she's like walking, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, uh, Obaba like is blind, but the, one of the young girls that's with her like describes to her, and she's sort of the yeah. sage figure, and she realizes that Nausicaa is the the, the figure, figure in blue, blue walking in the fields of gold, right? Who is like the herald of of coming peace, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And that's basically where the movie ends. There's some sort of epilogue wrap-up stuff where we see the Tolmecians leave the valley um, and sort of the valley starting to rebuild. And the final shot is of a, like, of Nausicaa's, like, sort of, uh, like, goggles mm-hmm. in in the sort of, you know, salt and sand place in the Sea of Decay. Um, and, like, a flower. You're, like, a little plant is, like, growing next to it. Right? Yeah, a brand new, yeah. healthy plant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's the movie. That's the movie. Um, yeah, I thought this would not take as long to recap. It has been thirty minutes. <laughs> you can kind of tell this movie used to be a manga, and it's not <laughs> anymore. Yeah, you can also tell that Grace loves this movie. Yes, I guess that's true. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's start with your yikes and likes, and then we can go. And then okay. mine, we can do mine, and then we can yeah, I mean, dive in this movie. Yeah, maybe we can figure out what my yike is. Um, <laughs> my like is, like, immediately, in, just like in the beginning of the movie, um, I wrote down, like, multiple notes, things in my notes where I said, like, oh, possible yikes, and I wrote, like, little stars, which are, like, at the beginning of the movie, it's the spores, um, but they look like just these teeny tiny, like beautiful little stars that are just like yeah. falling to the earth, and it's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like ten minutes after that, there's uh, we meet Tome, uh, Te- no, not Tome, Teto, Teto. yeah, um, the little, little fox, squirrel. the little fox squirrel, and it just has the tiniest little tongue. <laughs> um, so good. Um, and then like ten minutes after that, there's like these three little girls, and they're so cute. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of there's a bunch of little things, <laughs> <laughs> right? That are so precious. The little baby ohm, just yeah, anything that's little. <laughs> that's that's your like. <laughs> that's my that's my like. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, can we figure out what your yike is? What is my yike? 
Yeah. This was so much easier when we were doing Star Wars movies. <laughs> it's been harder ever since then. Yeah. Um, Except with uh, Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continuing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm more just kind of like, uh, like, bummed by, like, the experience of watching it because I was, like, having a rough time. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, oh, like, I want to, like, enjoy this movie, and I probably would. Right. <laughs> if I was, like, mm-hmm. feeling better. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't, there wasn't anything that was, like, upsetting. But, yeah, it was just, it was, like, a little rough to not be able to, like, connect to it in the way that I wanted to or was, like, expecting I would. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, I think that's a perfectly fine. Yeah. I, th- I think, um, I mean, this is not like a tenet of our podcast or anything, but I think it is important and valuable to like ground personal experiences as part of the way we experience movies and like that that matters, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and even though like, yeah, like maybe there's circumstances where you've enjoyed this movie more in a different light. Like that's not the experience you had and it's like worth being yeah. honest to that experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's a perfectly fine yike. Yeah. What is your yike, Grace? Um, so my yike is nothing to do with the movie, really. Um, so we watched the movie uh, subtitled, right, in, in the original Japanese, which I think we will do for these, just in general. Um, I, I guess, like, I'm... A lot of these movies I have not seen the Japanese versions of. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I always watch the English. Like, I think it's true for, like, Castle in the Sky. and Yeah. Uh, I don't think he delivers. But there's, like, a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, want to watch them in the original Japanese. Um, so it's probably what we're going to do... Um, but even though we did that, it still listed all the dub actors in the credits and opening credits and like didn't show who the regular actors were really. No, I think it, it, di- it did, but it in was in Japanese. End, well, it did. Yes. In Japanese. But at the end, I think it was like, here's, you know, on the, in the subtitles, it had like the names of the Japanese actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, man, like I'm watching this in the dub. Like you have the technology <laughs> to like just show me the Japanese actors. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. And like you can show me the English actors in dub or you can show both. Right. There's like ways to do this. You know, and maybe, yeah, the subtitles, like, that's not, I don't think that's a particularly elegant solution. I also wish, like, if you're going to show both, like, maybe do, like, put the English actors in the subtitles when you're watching the, you know, in in Japanese, and then put the, like, Japanese actors in the subtitles when you're watching the English, right? Like, that would make sense. Um, But I'm just a little annoyed that, like, like, I understand this is, like, Disney, and they're, like, localizing it, and they're capitalist bastards. (laughs) Um, like, I just, I understand what this is. It was just, like, frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so there's also, so there's a scene yeah, where... I mean, yeah, we will not share the, uh, language on this podcast, but you were, like, literally yelling at the TV. I was yelling at the TV. showed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was mad. So, just to paint some, <laughs> just to paint a picture for yeah. the, for the listeners. Um, okay, so there's a scene where, uh... When Lord Yupa and a bunch of these dudes who got back um, without Nausicaa, right? And uh, Kushana's there. And they're sort of, like, having this sort of secret resistance, right? In the ship against the Tolmechians. And there's, like, these kids that are there also. (laughs) Um, And there's part where this kid comes rushing. And he's like, hey, like, you know, something bad's happening. And this kid, like, blocks his way. And he's like, what's the password? (laughs) And the kid's like, you know... It's like, well, I'm, I'm busy. Like, you know, it's me. And then the kid's like, wind? And the other kid's, you know, the kid try to get in and says, valley. And I'm like, there's so many things I love about this. I love that the kids are, like, sticking to protocol, right? It's a very, like, kid thing to do. And also the password is wind valley. <laughs> it's, like, very funny. 
Um, so cute. It's possible that there's like something, maybe there's some pun that I'm missing in translation, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. right? But I think it, it captures like, like, oh, the Jamaicans would never think of this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're too, we're too smart. Mm-hmm. It's just very funny and good. Yeah. Cute kids. Cute kids. All right. Well, now that we've gone through a couple segments um, that we usually do, the recap and our likes and yikes, let's uh, dig into this movie. Yes. Do you have any opening thoughts, Emma? Um, no. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I don't have a ton to say personally about mm. this movie. Yeah. Um. Again, like, I did not take extensive notes. Um, kind of just having little snippets. Um, I am interested because the things, you know, that we kind of generally start our conversations off with is just like talking about the aesthetics and like something that did grab me and like ties in both to the aesthetics and just like the movie in general is like, um, there's a couple parts in the movie. It kind of like starts out, um, with like winning credit, uh, but then also we see this imagery a couple throughout the movie is like this weaving um and it's like it's like tapestry all and it's like like animated immediately different like it looks look woven and like textured yeah tree that has the the man in blue yeah across that man in blue on um and i feel like that and also the fact that like like the people of the valiant are dressed in kind of like these like medieval clothes like looking clothes at least that's what it like called to my mind mm-hmm. um and stuff it's like mixed with the machinery it would like it represented to me it kind of felt like just timelessness of like the issues in the movie right, yeah. because like it is like a you know post-apocalyptic setting like that's supposed to be like way in the future but it also felt like it equally could have been like in the past yeah like, in some distant past that like, like has been forgotten yeah. yeah um and stuff and so it just kind of like and i know this is something that you wanted to talk about like something in the notes but just kind of like like this like destruction of the planet like kind of cannot be escaped um right and it's just like ever present like that threat um and stuff and so that was something i thought was really cool and just like mixing like the visuals didn't give you like a clear picture of when this was right yeah which showed that like it's something to be concerned about yeah regardless of content. right when well, i think that um part of that is the way you sort of see like i think there's all this interesting the those homekian ships kind of look like the oven mm-hmm. right they sort of have these slatted plates mm-hmm. right right they kind of move in sort of a similar way and also the the ohm i feel like are there's more painterly quality to them yeah as well more detail yeah like the flat color right yeah it's not it's like yeah it's it's like more sort of um splatters of color and like less like this sort of like like line drawn drawn mm-hmm. on the base of it right there, there are exceptions to that um, and the like mandibles and stuff or whatever those are ever pulling the pen i mean mm-hmm. not like, uh, like all this is hand <laughs> um uh anyway so um so i think there is a sense of like the the sort of this mixture of like different sort of things like mm-hmm. kind of like textures and worlds that can like resemble each other in interesting ways and then also um like, but also the sense of otherness, right? That, like, I, th- I think the reason the, you know, like, you could have, like, oh, the, the Steve Decay could be filled with, like, a bunch of giant cats or, you know, <laughs> or, like, really anything, right? Like, mm-hmm. these are, like, all these 
things like don't exist right, in in our world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason but it's insects, I think, is because it's just so alien. Right. It's so like, like you look at a you look at a bug, like you look at a fly up mm-hmm. close, like a you know a zoo, like a microscopic yeah. shot of a fly, and you're like, what is this? Yeah. Like I don't know what that. The is. way bugs are now is upsetting. Right. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. And so and sort of that blown up alive and then even more like you I mean you can't even be like oh they're like giant spiders so they're like giant caterpillars no like, yeah. they're like they're not either I mean they're more like caterpillars than they're like spiders right but they're not either of those things yeah. you know and so I think there's this uh, this wonderful sense of like otherness but that also sort of puts you in the like, present mindset you're like thinking through like what is this you can't associate it with something in your regular life and have to sort of like connect to it on a, on a more level I think mm. right yeah, um, yeah, and I think I mean I think the the things that I really, I um, enjoy about this movie, movie uh, often, turning it is sort of the way it deals with the world, which we sort of touched on already, and the way it deals with violence. Um, and we can start with sort of the natural world stuff. I think um, there's something about this this fact that like yeah like the Earth is like healing itself, mm-hmm. and the way it's doing that is like like by necessity hostile to human life. Yeah. Right. Like there is, and like even Asbel is like, if it's gonna be like ten thousand billion years or whatever mm-hmm. before the Earth like heals itself, we're all doomed, right? Yeah. And I, I think that I think the, I think the, there is a legitimate question, and this like does that uh, matter? Like is that really important, right? Yeah. Um, like the Earth will continue on without us, and like, and it will heal. Yeah. And like we do not have to be present for that healing. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the movie actually the ending with with the film like pause it's like but we can be we can choose to be there mm-hmm. and like we will be better for it yeah. right and that, I don't think there's but it takes work on our part right like right. the earth having been destroyed by humans is not going to cater to the needs of those humans right, right? yeah and mm-hmm. of and so in order for things to coexist like you know the people who did wrong have to like make up for that right yeah well i think it's also interesting the way this is articulated is not through there is no like voice of the child or like a humanoid or that you can attach any of this to it's Mm -hmm. all communicated through this like you know systemic stuff like sciencey yeah processes right Mm -hmm. um and i think you know i mean i think you can like make you know there's sort of uh you know it's like well evolution is so cruel and like different things mm-hmm. but I, I, this actually communicates something that's really true and, and and beautiful in some ways like i mean like obviously you know global warming warm is like tremendous harm mm-hmm. and like terrible destruction and it's something that we can like to some degree avoid and stop mm-hmm. if we like made you know collectively yeah. sort of you know nations of the world like made a collective effort mm-hmm. right to halt this like we could yeah um at least you know and maybe Maybe could have, um, but you know, uh, stuff like that can happen. Um, um, but there's also an element of like, but even if it, if it the world or like nature, as you understand it, will just change, mm-hmm. and we may not be a part of that change, and the nature that we understand might not be a part of that change. But the most like, that process will still continue to exist without us, right? Yeah. And I think that I think there's something that's great about Miyazaki's films, and I think that um, shows up particularly in this one. Um, balances this very like humanistic and, and compassionate right that like you you know have all these like people these characters that matter right and that Nausicaa who's definitely like the moral center of this movie mm-hmm. like cares about what happens to them and their suffering like even if they've done tremendous to her yeah. right um but there's also this like, acknowledgement of, like well you know like maybe we don't matter that much in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. but like 
but maybe we can choose to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of ties to the way this movie approaches violence a little bit. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? I have a bunch of thoughts, but I just want to yeah. give you um, a bit of room before I go off. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I have thoughts. Do oh, you have thoughts? Okay. <laughs> um, so, so for me, I think one of the questions... I mean, there's kind of two questions I think the movie um, talks about and it doesn't directly talk to, but sort of works through. Um, I've written them down in the notes. Uh, when do we fight and when do we let ourselves be hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And what does it mean to be weak and what does it mean to be strong? Like, um, both these questions are, are very interrelated because the movie sort of reverses what that means, right? Um, that I think in some ways, like, Nausicaa, by, like, giving herself up, by, like, letting herself be hurt by the ohm, like, that is strength, right? Mm-hmm. And for the film, like, that is communicates this incredible um, power, right? Um, and it's sort of that goes against sort of the, the ease of violence that the world is into. And it's almost like, I mean, when Nausicaa is in anger, like, killing those people, it is so easy, right? Like, she's right. just able to do it. So it takes this, like, incredible yeah. self-mastery and control. It's true. Right? And so it's sort of reversing this, this, this um... Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I think that's sort of one of the things is that, like, like, you understand how she comes to this conclusion in, in the comics. She has these brothers that have it easy, mm. um, and she is like, I have to prove myself to my father and, like, to my country that, like, I am capable of doing this in a way that, like, my brothers don't have to do, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a sense that she becomes, like, this violent, like, hardened person mm-hmm. because she's, like, put into the situation where she has to prove herself, right? Yeah. right. Um, and so I think the thing... Yeah, I'm just, I'm wondering how that, like, ties into the fact that she's, like, missing so much of her body. Right, um, yeah. That's a that's a really interesting thing that I didn't think about. Yeah. Be- it, she shows that, like, because she's got these, like, this big gold armor, um, like, on her arms and legs mm-hmm. and stuff. And then she, like, reveals that, like, one of her arms is just gone. Yeah, like, yeah. Underneath, there's nothing underneath the armor. Right. It's, like, covering up the fact. That there's nothing there. Yeah. Um, no, I wish, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm having trouble remembering, like, the things that were said. But, like, this is, like, Kushana's ideal. Um, because, again, she's, like, she bad. Like, she's also not evil. No. Right? And yeah. she's, like, oh, like, I have to, to, like, use this giant weapon and, like, destroy like other kingdoms you know like right. in order for like like to rebuild the world for my people right and like she experiences like all this violence like her befriending of tito like she lets tito bite her yeah right and to sort of communicate right and she's like been through a lot but she does not have it um and i think i don't know like i feel like there's there's an element of that's kind of icky that's like oh, oh like sure. like long and like nasuko's body's good yeah um Although I don't think that's something that's, like, super explicit in the movie. But then also, like, Kushana's, like, not monstrous, right? Like, she's yeah. just a person who's, like, dealing with this stuff, and right? And again, she's very hot. She's <laughs> extremely hot, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, kind of yeah, because, like, yeah, because if, like, Nausicaa is, like, untouched by, like, the violence and stuff, and I think it's, like, Kushana, like, lost, like, her limbs to the insects i think right um, yeah. and stuff and so like they're both like dealing with like like nature is like you know interacting with them and like being hostile to them and like defining the the way their bodies function too yeah right um and stuff but like kushana still survives you know? yeah and true. like is still 
super powerful. Right. But she also, like, yeah, she also, like, I mean, she, like, Nausicaa, like, always sort of comes out of these interactions with the insects, like, basically, like, healed and unharmed, right? Mm -hmm. And there, I guess there's a sense in which, like, and maybe this is, like, like a less icky way of, of dealing with it, right? But it's just that, like, Kushan is, like, inherently attention. And, like, of course, like, when these like, these spaces, like, interact with each other, they hurt each other, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she loses an arm and she kills, like, thousands of ohm, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's how, like, the dichotomy between this is inherently this one of hostility, right? Yeah. But Nausicaa, like, in the inverse is, like, one of... Like, of course, they don't harm each other because they're not enemies, right? And the way yeah. that sort of is framed. And I think, like... To be clear, like, Kushana is, like, is, like, I mean, yeah, this is one of the things that I think limits us when we talk about, like, feminism and film, like, representation, mm -hmm. right? Is that, like, Kushana is, like, a bad person or, like, mm -hmm. at least, like, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but she, like, uses the power she has in bad ways often. Yeah. Um, but she also is, like, has a lot of agency and, like, control <laughs> and, like, is, is very quickly established, like, how, um, how much she, like, knows what she's doing, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, um, and so I think, like, yeah, she's not, like, hasty or, um, like, yeah, she, she knows, compl she completely knows what she's doing. Right. And, like, it has worked in the past. Right, but and I also think there is, like, she, she, like, really admires Nausicaa and, like, yeah. expresses, like, even though, even as she's, like, <laughs> we're gonna go kill all the villagers. Yeah. Right? But she's, she's like, like, I, you know, if Nausicaa's coming back, like, don't hurt her. Like, right. I... She's someone I want to talk to. <laughs> right. And so I think there is like, yeah, like, like I, I think there's more with her in the manga and I don't remember how that stuff plays out. Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel like there, there was a sense that like there is a reconciliation possible there mm -hmm. and that there's a way that, um, you know, you can, you know, get through this. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I think something that I think is interesting as well is that, um, I mean, yeah, I think I already mentioned this, but like, it's it's easy to look at these movies and I think not uh, these movies in general as as movies about past movies. Mm -hmm. movies about, um, I think to some degree they are. I think there is there is a distaste that he has for violence of any kind and and war of any kind. But I think this movie is also a particularly interesting example because I think there are moments where violence is done and the movie frames it as uh, necessary or you know yeah. like if not justified at least like, yeah like Lord like there's sort of this moment where I mean when the you know, Tomekians are, like, killing these people on the ship. It is not, like... Like, Lord Yupa is sort of, like... He does, like, do minimal harm. He does precise harm. Yeah. Right? And it's, like, he just get them to surrender mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, just killing all of them, right? Yeah. But there is, like... Like, there's not a way to respond to that kind of threat that's not just, like, killing people, right? Yeah. And, like... And I think the movie is, like, trying to... I mean, like, and I think it's... It's not... I think Lord Yupa is also touched, you know, by the world in a way that Nasuka is not. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a sense, I think, especially in how like the the figure in blue like ends up being Nausicaa, like a woman instead of a man. Mm -hmm. Right. That like she can Nausicaa can be this bringer of peace in a way Lord Yupa never can be. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think there is this acknowledgement of like how violence like like is inherently destructive and like does <laughs> but there's also this this complexity yeah. there. Like right? it's it it might it is it might be necessary. Yeah. Right, in the grand scheme of things, but, like, it, it cannot solve everything. Right, yeah. And I I just think that's how, like, a lot of the movie... Like, I think this is a... I think something I just really like about Miyazaki movies in general is that they're actively thinking about those kinds of questions, and I think they, they kind of refuse easy answers. Mm -hmm. And I think... Um, 
yeah, like, I think, I mean, we haven't talked about this in the Cagliostro episode, but, like, people sort of like, oh, this is, like, the first draft of Mononoke, right? Mm. And I really do. I think that's a very reductive way to think about this movie. Um, but, and also that, like, I think this movie sort of delves into some of the that violence stuff in, in, in a different and interesting way than... <laughs> Although it's also interesting how... I mean, yeah, we'll get to this, but um, but the main character in in Princess Mononoke, Chitaka, is a warrior who is sort of marked who has been transformed by nature, mm-hmm. right? And he sort of acts as a similar role to Nalka and he sort of tries to be a peacekeeper, a, a place between, like, you know, the natural world and the human world. Mm-hmm. But he's also sort of scarred and, like, wrecked in the way that um, Kushana, so maybe we'll sort of see an evolution of that. Yeah. Um, as we continue. Nice. Good movie. <laughs> Both good movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, do you feel like there's anything else in these questions that we should delve into I, I feel like there's more i also think i'm thinking of the scene where nausicaa like when she's trying to get the pedjai people who have led the ohm you know yeah and she like shoots at their feet and stuff i think it's like i mean to me it's like pretty clear like she will kill these people mm-hmm. right like if they cannot do what she wants like you know there there's a real threat of violence there mm-hmm. right um and like obviously she doesn't want to and she's like not going to in some sense right yeah but um but i think there is like that was okay. Even the, even this moment, like right before she like does this radical thing, where she's like let herself be hurt by them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's also sort of like willing to step out and like you know yeah. fight when she needs to, right? Mm-hmm. And I think like that. Yeah, she's not passive. No, mm-hmm. I mean she yeah she's in some ways she isn't right. And I think that's sort of the thing is that like it's not this, like absolutely yeah. passive thing. And I think I mean we've talked a lot about. I don't know why I'm tying this back into Star Wars, but I think this is part of what makes um, some of this stuff work better in this than it does in, like, Return of the Jedi, even though I really like that stuff, or mm-hmm. in, in The Last Jedi. Um, and even though, yeah, like, so, like Star Wars kind of has this in the background because you have people, like, fighting fascists and just, like, killing them mm-hmm. and blowing up the Death Star and stuff, <laughs> but you also have, like, Luke, you know, refusing to, to kill Darth Vader and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's really delving into that in the same way. I think this movie, like, sort of, like, gets into, like, what, yeah, like, what is each action mean, when is each action appropriate, mm-hmm. and, like, how do you sort of construct resistance against, uh, like, violent world, it's like a militaristic world, yeah. while also sort of accepting, like, peace and, like, maybe even, you know, like, how do you sort of resist and not resist, right, and, like, when is when, what action appropriate, and I think the movie's like, thinking through those questions in a really deliberate way, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's also interesting that, like, like, Ashbell, like, Asbel, like he does a really violent thing, and the movie like Nausicaa like kind of condemns him for it. Um, but I do think it's you know like you sort of understand why he did what he did, right? Yeah. And it's you know, it's complex. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. Um. Okay. So you wrote Power Within. I'm not quite sure what that means. Can you elaborate? <laughs> uh, for... Um. So, I'm just thinking of the three different princesses that we have. Um, right. And what they mean to each of their societies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because, I mean, the one we know the least about is Lastel. Right. Who's the princess of Pejite. Um, And just thinking about, like, how, like, this group of men, and it's all men, <laughs> um, yeah. are, like, purposefully, like, destroying their own society. And, like, other innocent kingdoms right. in order to, like, fight their enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think, like, one, like, just, like, a side note on that is really, is, like, as, um, as, uh, Nausicaa is, 
like escaping from the ship, um, she like comes into this big room where like all the women and children are yeah, while um... like the men are like running like setting up this horrible plan right and like the women apologize for being cruel to her yeah and like treating her that way when like they haven't right done anything but like yeah. they recognize that like it's their people who were like did this to her right um so i think that's interesting yeah well there's um, also that great moment when nasuka is talking to the the wounded child ohm yeah. and she says like i can't like ask you to forgive me that would be too cruel yeah right like, I think, like, that... Like, even though, yeah, she is not directly responsible for what's happening, right? Yeah. Um, It is, like... I don't know, this is recognition of, like, harm and of, like... Of, like, sort of the ways in which, like, collectives do harm. And mm-hmm. you may not be, like, directly a part of that harm, but you still have, like, a part of it that you should reckon with, yeah. right? Um, Which, yeah, I think... I don't know, like... Yeah, there's something, like, I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, and especially relevant to me as like, well, I mean, both of us as like white queer people, mm-hmm. right. That are both like marginalized by society, but also like sort of allowed to exist and allowed to be in a way that like other people, in marginalized groups are not yeah. right. And that like, we both have to like reckon with the ways in which we are oppressed, but also like reckon which the ways in which we are privileged and uplifted. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the, this movie does like a good <laughs> job, at least of starting to trying to work through. Some yeah. It's just putting that in like, you know, the margins. Right. Including it. Yeah. Um, so then, like, the next, we have, like, the Tolmechians, and, like, Kushan is their princess, and she is, like, this great warrior, and, like, in charge of everything, mm-hmm. and, like, all our soldiers... Which also, all our soldiers are men, too, right? All our soldiers are men, and they, like, are afraid of her, um, in some cases, but, like, most, like, they all respect her, and they yeah. all, like, obey her. Right. Um, and, like, believe in her. Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, like, you know, don't get mad. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Um, and stuff. And so, like, she has this, like, immense, yeah, she just has this immense power. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, we talked about the ways how she, like, uses it to hurt others. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And then we have um, Nausicaa, who, like, is in this society where, like, there is a king. <laughs> like, there is right. this, like, royalty um, and she's the principal, like, one, like, everybody loves her, is, like, obsessed with, like, how much they love her. Um, and two, like, uh, everybody... Seems very much egalitarian. Yeah, seems, is like, very uh, egalitarian, and everybody's, like, working together to, like, help each other, and they're just, like, focused on their farming, and, like, keeping the spores at bay, and, like, you know, living, like, this peaceful society... And so, and so I think it's just interesting, like, seeing the contrast. Like, we have three, like, similar setups, supposedly, at least in structure. But, like, the way the power operates in all three of them is very different. Yeah. When you think, like, in in, um, in the Valley of the Wind, you also have, like, Obaba, mm-hmm. who's, like, a woman and is, like, this matriarch, right? And has, like, like she's not the king, mm-hmm. but she has, like, respect and power and, like, preserves that respect and power even as the king dies and like mm-hmm. as, like there's sort of this yeah like there's even a sense like like it's not unusual for nausicaa to be the you know the like future ruler right yeah and so and it's like her the fact that she like goes off and like 
hangs out in the sea of decay and just like is adventuring like on her own and stuff. It's not like some radical like right. rebellion against her. Society. Right, and like yeah, like Mito's like you shouldn't do that. Like it's dangerous, right? Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it's like, not like you're a princess. Like you need to stay safe, or like you're right. a girl. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like hey, like you're like really you're, dope at like flying your glider yeah, and you, like working well, with the insects right you have a lot of responsibilities and like you need yeah. to make sure that you're alive to like do them right <laughs> yeah. but it that there's a way that's not gendered in the way that it is in like aladdin for example yeah. with jasmine or whatever right mm-hmm. um and yeah now that that's like a <laughs> there's really plenty of examples yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but I'm not trying to call out <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I mean, Aladdin's got worse problems than the stuff with Jasmine, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about, like, uh, yeah, I think that's really interesting. I mean, I also think there's a pretty clear way in which um, Lastiel... Lastel. Uh, Lastel. And Nasco set up as parallels, mm-hmm. um, right? I mean, especially, like, when the other when the kid's like, oh, it's Lastiel, and, like, I can't shoot her, right? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Um, and, and I think that, like, also... Um, I think something that I don't know if this is something that the movie really like super strongly communicates, but I do think like there's a sense in which like Lestiel and Mastica could have traded places, yeah. right? That they could be in different circumstances. And that there's yeah, like you never get the sense that like Lestiel's like just a victim and she just like like that's the thing is like we, I mean, yeah, I like she has um like she has personhood mm-hmm. in a way that I think like people who die for plot machinations like often do not, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think that's also, like, interesting, like, the way these three figures are set up as, like, like, important and distinct people in their, like, individual cultures, right? Mm-hmm. And how that sort of plays out. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what I meant by okay. that note. All right. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think, um, this is obviously, like, a pretty different movie than Cagliostro. It's <laughs> dealing, like, we sort of dealt into, like, a lot of more weighty things without the caveat. Like, oh, I don't think the movie's, like, really grappling with this, yeah, right? Or really no. working through this. Like, it is doing the work, yeah. right? Um, and, um, and I think also it's interesting, like, this is also, um, I, the, I don't really remember the circumstances of when this movie was made. It was not as quick and intense as um yeah. Cagliostro was but I do think there was like I think Miyazaki was like wildly over budget at, you know mm-hmm. like things like, like there there was meth stuff yeah um and so it's sort of interesting because it is like the animation's a little more smooth a little more smooth mm-hmm. and like but you can also sort of see like the tensions between like this vision and like what yeah. they put out it's like it's yeah you can see the seams in the movie yeah um where they're trying to fit everything in and like trying to lots of different things right um and like, yeah there's a lot of in this movie right and you also didn't really see like the hearts of it like you never meet like the tolmecian king like that pedgite guy the guy that shows up in the middle yeah no it's like he's, he's like important two minutes like, yeah and he's like he's like obviously important but like you don't know like what rank he is or anything the, like that, the credits right? say he's the main right. <laughs> the mayor the um, mayor so, committing genocide so, yeah well, um, i mean there's probably a few mayors who have done stuff like that probably or you know similar roles aldermen yeah and such um no and stuff and it's yeah like cagliosha was such like an experience like just to like watch just in the way and we talked like all about this like the way like the music and the animation and just like everything fit together yeah like even though it was such like a rush job 
and stuff. Like it just flows so yeah, easy. It's true. Smooth, like right. And I do think like holes. this movie like does I, I mean yeah, like I think it's still really well paced. Yeah. I think like it doesn't like it every moment I think works really well. It doesn't mm-hmm. have downtime. But you just sort of feel the the tension between like the sort of visual storytelling, the way it's sort of like sometimes exposition like through like dialogue and like trying mm-hmm. to like get you know, and like just kind of the overall plot structure, right? There is like more like going on and more tracks yeah. and you can sort of feel the the tension between those different elements like a yeah. little bit more. Um, like the music. The music is dope, but like yeah, it's, it is a lot. <laughs> it's like so I mean I, I really like the music, um, but it is like a lot of the movie is just like silent and then it'll all of a sudden be like hit something yeah. and you have like the like Tomekians have this sort of like military brass band theme mm-hmm. um and the the insects have like this kind of mixture of like synth yeah like pop with <laughs> like like sort of you know I don't know like I don't know like Middle Eastern instrumentation yes, or something yeah. right like it's just anyway and so so it's and there's like full orchestra <laughs> yeah and, and like also like children's folk songs and yes, stuff yes there's and, like a choral yeah there is like a, a quite a bit of like choral like music right um, anyway so but it, it also like flips between all these different musical modes like yes. sometimes very quickly sometimes right? seemingly randomly yeah and I wonder like I actually don't know like if the sort of Nausicaa main theme, which is this orchestral theme. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was like, if they were like, oh, we have the money to record like one song with an orchestra <laughs> and then the rest, like, you know, Joe Hitachi's just going to have to do on his like yeah. little synth or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's his name. It's Joe something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, but I think, yeah. I think this movie is really, really great. Yeah. It's no, it's definitely a better movie. Yeah. Like, you know, more interesting. And right. like, and like so beautiful. Yeah, it really is so, just so gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so well, I mean, also it's just like I think there's so many. I mean, yeah, there's so many just like incredible images, and there's stuff that we lingered on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this first scene where Nausicaa's like wandering through the sea of decay just has so many like striking moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and like like there's a part where like spores are falling from the sky, and she's just kind of lying. And it's like snow. Yeah. Right, and she's like, oh, it's so beautiful, but like I know that if I you know, took my mask off, I'd be dead <laughs> right yeah. now, right? Um, like, I, yeah, it's just such a, it's such a gorgeous movie, and I think it, it's also, like, I think the thing is, this movie just feels, like, very real. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something you've talked about, like, this, this movie feels, in so, so many ways, like, very relevant mm-hmm. um, to, like, current problems and, like, things that we're going through and, like, trying to work through mm-hmm. things that I feel like are important questions that I feel like are things that we should be, like, thinking about and hopefully, like, also you know, actively working on, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, I think that's it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find... Yeah, what are we watching next? Oh, yeah, so we are, oh, what are we watching next? Oh, we're watching My Neighbor Totoro, I think, mm-hmm. is next. Yes. Um, I will put a note if that is not the case. I'm pretty sure that's next. Oh, wait, it might be Castle in the Sky. Mm. It is either Castle in the Sky or My Neighbor Totoro. <laughs> I will put a vocal note here yeah. that clarifies which one and it is. I, I, I have seen both of those movies. Okay, so. well, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, so supported by the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, which mm-hmm. you can find at abnormalmapping.com. Yes. And you can also support on Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. As always, thank you for making patience. Yeah. <laughs> I think hopefully we'll have episode. Because uh, we, we recorded this episode pretty quickly after we did the seed episode. Yeah. And then I just took a month to edit it. <laughs> and so hopefully this will be out a little bit. Um, anyway, you can find uh, us at Seasons Movies on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can email us at seasonspod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on abnormal map, map, 
Seasons Movie Pod. That's where we have RSS feed and mm-hmm. the link to iTunes, all that, that stuff. You can find me on Twitter at Grace underscore Machine. You can find me on Twitter at U of Wales. That's the letter U of Wales. Uh, the Aquatic Mammal. Yes. Uh, and listen to Friends at the Table. It's a very good podcast. It's a very good podcast. And actually, I think it also, also deals with yeah. about violence, about uh, how political how action has changed. Mm-hmm. I think um, Hyron gets more into nature stuff, mm-hmm. although maybe not in the same way that this does or in the same detail. Anyway. No. It's a good show. Good show. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. If you like the show, uh, I mean, I don't really check this. I guess I should. Like, leave a review on iTunes and, like, like email us actually especially or tweet at us yeah or, I love yeah, we, the few emails that we've we got. yeah every email favorite. we get we really appreciate so if you're listening and you know like the show send us something um, also yeah if you have any criticism or you want to talk something out with us yeah. um, please you know let us know and like send us stuff like we want to be trying sensitive and try to work through things right mm-hmm. um, and so you know we're going to do our best to do that and um, anyway thanks so much we'll catch you next time for whatever the next movie is. <laughs> See ya. Bye.